Hello Village, this is Sean Smith, the host of Urban Educator Forum Podcast, and today I am with a special guest, my man, you, and you know, there's a there's a joke about uh, Drew and I in our room, in the podcast room, we go, we have, we have officially killed that joke now, because we have got, although we still ain't talked about what I was calling you, you were supposed to be calling me about, but We'll, we'll do that probably a little bit afterwards. Uh, I got to let Drew get out of here because Drew is a, a daddy. And he got the little baby. See, my my baby's all grown up. But I am here with Drew Meldon. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. You, you oh, thank you. you. Drew right Meldon from, Drew, from the podcast Drew versus the World. He is also a brother in the C4 Challenge and with us. And... Drew is one, you know, Drew has it going on, folks, and I'm going to let Drew tell him a little bit about his podcast, and then we're going to talk about a little bit about what he's coming on the Urban Educator Forum, because me and Drew can talk about a whole lot of stuff, because Drew is a blurred, as he, he's just, and he knows, you know, he could go into anime and to everything else, so, but we, we here for a specific thing today, and we're going to talk about that, but first, tell us about Drew versus the world. And what else you have going on in that podcast world? And as a black male, because that's what we're going to talk about today. But, but of course, Sean Smith, thank you again for allowing me to be a guest on your platform. Um, it's been a long time coming, and then we officially stomped the the cliche trope that we would never talk to each other in person. So I, I first of all, like to thank you and shout out to the C4 Challenge Committee and community. Ha, we got you. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, whoever's to this, that's first and foremost. My name is Drew. I'm the host of Drew vs. the World, a podcast which each week I talk to people who are world changers. And through the success and their failure, I allow people and my audience to become world changers themselves. At the end of the podcast, all I want them to figure out is that it's not just Drew versus the world, it's you versus the world and how you're going to take it on. So the whole podcast is like an amalgamation of a bunch of different people's stories, journeys, ambitions, and I put them together as a journal of success and or failure to provide for our future generations just to become a better version of themselves. So each week, t tune in on Mondays at DrewVersusWorld.com or anywhere you listen to this right now. Um, and then also follow me on the gram at DrewVersusWorld Podcast. All right. And Drew, have you did a um IG live recently? No, I haven't done it. I haven't done it recently. Um my last one was last week with Troy Hooper. Troy Hooper is um out of uh oh man, out of Florida and he's taking his brand, which is Nourish Brands and his company, and he's transforming it into vertical um sustainable food sources to combat food deserts so places where okay. you know there's no food there he's going to get those long gigantic um um haulers i forgot what they call it um freight freight liners or whatever and they're going to he's going to create vertical farming so that people can learn how to create food as well as serve that food into their kitchen so it'll be fresh food in these food deserts around the world and low income low income places so 
that's I I love that's the type of people I like to have on a podcast because they're doing something to exactly what I'm saying change the world even though oh, yeah. everybody's a world changer because you're contributing in some way if it's negative or positive all right so yeah I about to say that's some definitely world changing stuff right there you growing food in a container such that it can be sustained so that is great but um, me and Drew was talking one day, and Drew Drew volunteered. So you know, I had to stop everything I was doing to because Drew volunteered and said that he wanted to talk about a black male teacher that influenced him. And why is that so important? Because um, and I'm glad that he brought it up because you know, again, it's this literature effect. I was just interviewing someone. Um, Oh, why can't I think of that boy's name? Because I messed it up so much. Rashad Dobbins, that's my boy, one of my, my Tuesday night boys. And he was talking about, you know, 2% of all teachers K-12 are black males. You know, it's only we only take up 2% of them, okay? And I believe if we count everybody, 7% black male and female. So, um, but if you look at this, the achievement they actually have better achievement than most people, but people don't want to talk about that. But so we talk about that 2% of that black males and Drew has a story and Drew is a great storyteller. So I'm about to just shut up and let him go about his business and tell this story about this black male teacher and um, give him his props. Um, yeah. So Drew, I'm going to let you go. Tell us about your black male teacher and I'll ask some questions in a minute. So I, I wouldn't say that I'm a good storyteller, but I will tell a story. I'll, I'll spin a yarn. But the, my teacher has the most like mundane name of all time. He's, you can't, you couldn't, it's, his name was Mr. Williams, right? Okay. So just, I'm going to put that Mr. Williams, he'll, he'll probably never hear this, but if he does, shout out to him. He helped me move forward. So I went to junior high school, um, MS-113 out in Brooklyn, and I was put into this elevated program and the first three days I got into a big fist fight like big fist fight so they moved me down to this thing called APA and APA was more of the performing arts section of this of the um school of the junior high school and I was in band since I was probably like three years old I'm not three years old I was third grade so they allowed me to play saxophone and do some performing arts stuff at a because they cut me down from the elevated program because of that fist fight and a bunch of other stuff mm. that we don't need to talk to talk about right now. Yeah, uh, that's a, <laughs> the, actually, actually, you know, that is very interesting because, you know, one of the things that we see in education is that the punishment of the black male child. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take you out of uh, academic acceleration program because you got into a fist fight mm -hmm. and um so you didn't kick me out of school you punished me by lessening my education exactly. or my ed or giving my, me so that's you know that's a whole different other project you know i need to be taking notes i am taking notes <laughs> we videotaping it so it's there so um that's interesting within itself but do continue sir so in and that's, I never really thought about it like that, but that's interesting because it was, and I went to the, to this program, which is more of a performance art program. And I just excelled obviously, because I really didn't. That's what was, you do. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like, <laughs> now, now you give me easier work. So, um, 
it was it was like mundane to me, but I, I just made sure that I um, put it into the band and things like that, um, performing arts and sports, uh, track and field preferably. But the reason why I'm telling the story is because once I was moved down from the accelerator program to the program that I was in, um, they they really don't have like a teacher to assign you. So they signed you like this, I guess, this reprimand teacher. His name was Mr. Williams. Now, Mr. Williams didn't take no, I don't know if I could curse on here, but take you no You can stuff. do what you do. Okay, okay. They didn't take no shit from nobody. I'm pretty sure he was messing around with a couple of teachers there and was in this, because uh, it was this fine teacher named Miss Pender. I don't want to talk about she had these, <laughs> she looked like, she looked like Lauren Hill. She had these long braids, I mean, long dreads. She had this like chiseled, like Egyptian face. Like it was just like smooth skin. Like back in it, like now I'm thinking I'm like, Miss Pender was, Fine. But anyway, <laughs> and he was, I don't know, he was talking to her. He had to be talking to her because she always used to be over there. And then there was other teacher in the elevator program that she was a black teacher, short haircut, a real skinny. And then he was talking to her and always playing chess with her all the time, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> Mr. Williams uh, was, was his teacher that basically took on the students that were coming down from that um, accelerator program. And he was like, I guess the homeroom teacher. So we would go to his class, maybe, I think it was every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But the one thing he instilled in us that was, that still to this day, I kind of, it was keep on reading and be excited on what you do. Right. So every, every, every time we had in class, you had to do two things. You had to have, have to bring out a piece of um, something from a newspaper and describe it. And it couldn't be the sports section. It couldn't be the sports section and it couldn't be some other, the, the comedy or what entertainment section it had to be something from any other section of the newspaper. And you had to like have a two minute verbal um, analysis of the story. Just give like your synopsis and everything like that. Or you had to do like a poem I did, and everything had to be done in front of the class. So there's either you had to do a poem or you had to find some, a piece of music that you can explain down to its depth. And and that just kind of turned and spit my mind in a different way because all this time in classes, all you was doing was regurgitating the, the basically the knowledge that they were giving you. Now you are seeking knowledge and doing stuff like that. And during like Black History Month and things like that, he would do like, okay, now pick a pick a list of people from this list I'm giving you. So it wouldn't be your Martin Luther Kings. It wouldn't be your Malcolm X's. It wouldn't be your Harriet Tubman's. It'll be some people that- Oh, I, somebody you got to go look up, look up. Look up. Like, <laughs> back in the day, I mean, we didn't have Google. We had to go to encyclopedia. Or we had to go into books and we had to read those books and get a like, and the papers, he wasn't, he wasn't wanting you to do like a two page paper. This is like four or five page paper on this person. So like, if it's, if you pick somebody in the community, it's like, you have to call up that, the, the, the counselor's office and you have to talk to the receptionist. You have to get him on the phone. You have to talk to him. Um, so he really just kind of spun my mind. And then he taught me, cause I was a big, again, I'm a blurred. So I love comic books, but I also love, love chess. Chess was my thing in elementary. Like I was winning chess tournaments. I have trophies and all that stuff. And I really kind of threw it to the side because of women. But anyway, <laughs> I, well, that's another story for another day. That's another but, story for another podcast as well. Yeah, we, but, we can, we're we're, we're going to put a bookmarker in that, folks, because we're coming back to that one. But go ahead. But another thing was that he also allowed me to explore chess again. So I was 
like he would have the chess table on the side and we would play me i would play against other students and i would destroy them so then i would play against him and he would destroy me and then by the end of that school year i was almost beating him like he was he was having to think about his moves and stuff like that and then he took us on trips that were kind of like very educational i like i can't remember i know one was to the brooklyn museum of art when they had this african history exhibit and then he would ex he wouldn't let the the he wouldn't let you read the description he would explain it to you this was like a whole experience he gave me like a whole experience and this is this dude is real skinny real like dreadlocks i can remember like real dark not real dark skin but kind of real brown skin very like you can you can smell like the the black soap he was wearing it, it was like very <laughs> natural like afrocentric and it's really changed my life in the sense of me not focus, not really focusing on the traditional way of knowledge, but exploring other ways. And then also introducing myself and understanding that you don't have to be this one-dimensional person. You can be multi-dimensional. You can like chess. You can like comic books. You can like poetry. You can like the arts. You can like, you know, you can like hip hop. You can like, uh, what you mm -hmm. call it? You can like do the right thing mm. the same way you can like, mm. um, you know, hoop dreams, the same way you can like all these different things. So he really expanded my mind to really who I am now is a very eclectic type of person that I can sit down and talk to anyone at a bar. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're blue. I don't care if you're green. I don't care if you got a nose piercing, half a head. I don't care. I will. I can talk to you in the bar about something because of this teacher. So in junior high school, my first year of junior high school, that's what changed my trajectory of life. What they meant for bad, you know, Mm -hmm. It went for good. So now they didn't create it. They didn't create it, Drew, and <laughs> they don't know what they created. So that is very interesting. He gave you a lot. You know what I took out of that? Um, he gave you some real world skills that, um, of course, you're going to do extra with it. And you extrapolated to podcast now <laughs> and you can go back to all the things you could talk to people. And, and, you know, and Drew is the one that, um, you know, he's the, he's the head of the, the affiliations and get to talking to these people. Cause he's going to ask you that question, no matter what, you know, all, what are they going to do? Just tell me, no, <laughs> all they can do is say no. It's, so the, the funny uh, thing about it is you've heard no before. It's just from a different person now. <laughs> right. Now I'm, I'm going to ask you about that fight. I hope you won the fight. No, I don't, I don't lose. I don't oh, okay. Lose. Okay. That, that I, was, that was, that was a problem too, because <laughs> I will not stop until I win. So that was another problem too. It was just oh, like, yeah. yeah, it was a long story. You're going to run, you're going to run it back until oh, you get I'm, that, I'm, until I'm, you I'm get in, that W. I'm, I'm going I'm to hold back and then I'm going to cop back. That's, this is like, <laughs> I, I, under, I understand that. So, so when, when you, how I, I could, I could see the, the fruits of it now, even a little bit that I do know about Drew, I can see the fruits of that now. And it's, and it's, it's, I, I'm listening, you know, I'm also listening as a teacher as well. You know, mm -hmm. that middle, that's middle school time is very pivotal to, um, especially black men. Well, I'll say all students because you, you're going through a physical change as well. And that's where it shows up the most um, in middle school. Middle school is also the place educational wise 
where you probably learn the least in some cases because you mm-hmm. don't really it's in some places you really don't learn something new and mm-hmm. that that's a problem within the middle school uh, for some students and when i'm hearing that they kicking you out of a accelerated program because of behavior things that translate like for example um in elementary that drop is really from regular classroom to special ed for black males Mm -hmm. so um so when i'm seeing that i'm putting that stuff together and that is a trope that keeps on happening especially for black males okay um the numbers are are bigger for black males even bigger than um, black females they do experience it as well but not at the same numbers as black males Mm -hmm. so um if you have one thing to say to him, if you can find Mr. William and all his his women and things like that, what would you say to Mr. Williams um, at this time? Man, I would ask him the, the like, man, I, I would ask him what he's been up to, honestly. I don't even care about what I experienced. I just want to know what he's into. Like, what did he do after that? Because you're you're now that i'm a parent right and i think about the teachers that are making ends meet with this job right he's he's probably working like 40 hours a week for minimal pay and then he's probably having to take a second job and he's trying to give us these experiences and putting the extra work in by allowing us to do x y and z and trying to really indoctrinate us into more of a fresher brain of thinking and i'm like what 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 are you doing on your day off right what are you doing like with your free time what are you what have you been doing since then are you a professor are you you know do you have a family what is your family like how is your children mm-hmm. expecting because if i can only imagine if you're putting this this pouring this much into my cup what you what are you doing like what what are your children into so i would just ask them the like the simple question what have you been up to Okay. And I know, I know that's going to stem from a lot of other questions because you are the master um, interviewer. <laughs> so, you know, so like, I know that. So I've been, I've been called the connoisseur of conversation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, again, you could talk about, you could talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of anything while we go, before we go, Uh-oh. I got a new deck from pod deck today. I got my deck from pod deck today. I'm going to ask Drew a question or two randomly. Have you done the I dare you? Yep. Pat? That's my that's my okay. favorite. Is it? Good. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna ask we're gonna ask a couple of them just for our sponsor pod deck. Since I haven't well, I have done one. I haven't done one on my one of my shows, but we're gonna ask this randomly to Drew before we okay. go. Cause I know he gotta get out here and be daddy. Have you ever gone to the bathroom? in the pool yeah <laughs> yeah Yuck. of course that i used Yuck. to i used to go to this pool called uh uh is it called farragut no it was uh lafayette gardens pool which is right next to the projects of uh not lafayette gardens excuse me marcy pool which is right next to marcy projects people probably heard of it from jay-z and all that stuff right. um and like it was a huge pool, man. It's like a community pool. So think about all the different types of people and it had different types of um, 
height feats of uh, water. Man, I used to go in there and just let it rip. I don't care. <laughs> got chlorine in there. I don't care. I don't care. I have okay. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna ask you one more from my <laughs> other deck. Oh, but that that that's a Drew answer, folks. That is definitely if you don't know Drew, this that's a Drew answer. Here go your last one. This is from the what the elf deck. What gift would be awkward to receive from your boss? My boss. Hmm. I'm trying to think. What would be an awkward gift from your boss? I mean, how how PG are we in this? This. You do what you do, man. You do what you do. This is the urban, but we we gonna give leeway because this is okay. the this is a part of the C four challenge. Okay, I'm I'm gonna pull my 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 first thought back, and I'm gonna give you a better thought. I would say, <laughs> I would say like a, a subscription to like Ebony Magazine or something like like Jet. Like that would just be awkward to me because my managers, I really don't have a manager, but my the people that are ahead of me, I guess you would call it. They are um, primarily white. So it would be interesting for them to be like, hey, you're a black man. You must like Ebony. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be interesting. Well, I, would, yeah. I, I would take them very kindly because I do like Ebony. But right. <laughs> it would be pretty awkward for them to, to give that to me. Okay. Well, again, Drew, I want to thank you once again for for gracing me with your presence. <laughs> And um, and sharing your story about the black male teachers because we, you know, it's a it's a rare breed, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, a rare breed. And and the situation, you know, I love stories. And the situation, you know, itself as an educator is troublesome. But again, that happens more times than we want to to lead on, especially with black males. If they don't know what to do with black male put them down, you know, skip their education, put them, put them down. Fortunately for you, you had a black male that was there, caught you and challenged you to do um, better. So before we go, give a shout out, um, tell them where they could contact you and um, all your information about your podcast. Okay, first and foremost, um, thank you so much, Sean Smith, for allowing me to be on your platform. Um, and also, if you get a chance talking about Black educators, watch this show, Abbott Elementary. They are not a sponsor of my podcast. They're not a sponsor of your podcast. But the guy from Everybody Hates Chris is a Black teacher in that movie, Black male teacher in that mm-hmm. movie. So it really shows you disparity, disparity between other racial groups and sexual groups and the black teacher. He is the only one in the school. So you can see the connection and the disconnection of him with his, his first round of classes. Um, so that's a good, like, that's your assignment. If you listen to this, that's your assignment. Watch Abbott Elementary. Um, but if you want to listen to Juvers World Podcast, you want a little bit of information. If you want a little bit more about the C4 Challenge, if you want to purchase a, a deck of pod decks, go to uh, Um or you go to anywhere you listen to this right now, search Drew versus the World um, podcast. Or, of course, you can follow me on Drew versus the World podcast on Instagram. Um, thanks again, Sean, for being part of C4 um, Challenge. And if you want that, you know, 10% off your first deck of Poddex, go to um, poddex.com, enter C4C at checkout, and you get your first chance off. But of course, 
This has been uh, which a great experience, Sean. This has been long, long awaited, and we have so much more to talk about. Um, so thank you again. Oh yeah, we got we gotta we gotta keep it going because you know I could ask you dripping in black questions. I got raw conversation questions. All the podcasts that I do, I know that you can talk about it and talk well. So at this time, we are signing off. I'm sure we both got a lot of work to do. I know Drew is about to go pick up the baby. The baby, it's a baby boy, right? The baby boy. Right. He's going to pick up the baby boy and become super dad. <laughs> um, I might do some work. I don't know. So um, thank you, Village, for sh- showing up. And we are signing off. Um, be well. Much love. just experienced a Dripping in Black production.